We've got all the master's info that you cannot get any place else. We'll get you all set up for everything that lies in store. It's a fairways of life worldwide. Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world. The fairways of life show on air, online and around the world with the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What a day it was at the Masters and the dichotomy, the contrast of what Justin Rose did atop the leaderboard with a seven under par 65 in contrast against the fact that if you compared the opening round of 2021 to the opening round in November of 2020, the average score in the field was three shots higher. When you look at the number of players under par in November, what, like 50 players some odd in the opening round? And after this round, there's what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It's unbelievable in terms of how difficult the golf course was playing. Just to go over the leaderboard with you before we dive into the information that we're alluding to, with we've got some deep information and stats that you guys are going to love with all these different players. Rose and seven under par after a 65. Brian Harmon and Hideki Matsuyama both in three under par after rounds of 69. Will Zalatoris, first Masters, mind you. Uh, Webb Simpson. Uh, let's see, Christian Bezadenhout, Patrick Reed, all up on two under par. Those are rounds of 70 that are represented there. Kokrak, Lowry, Hatton, Spieth, and Kim, all one under par. Jordan Spieth's rounds, remarkable. To see him in red numbers, again, as rare as the red numbers are on this leaderboard, but when you know it against the full context of what he went through in his round of golf, it's quite remarkable. Let's first of all open up with our leader, Justin Rose, at seven under par 65. He had an eagle. Seven birdies, two bogeys. He had 11 of 14 fairways and 13 of 18 greens in regulation. He had but 25 putts on those very difficult greens. He opened the round uh, with a bogey at number one. Get this. He sat at two over par after another bogey on the seventh, then played the final 11 holes at nine under par. Thank you very much. He made an eagle at the par five eighth. He followed by consecutive birdies at holes nine and 10. Then he made two more birdies at Holes 12 and 13, then made three straight birdies on 15, 16, and 17. 65 is Rose's best ever round at the Masters, and it was his 59th effort of the same. It is the largest 18th hole lead on the PGA Tour this season, representing four strokes, obviously, and the second largest 18 hole lead in Masters history. The only one that was greater was Craig Wood, who led by five strokes in 1941. Wood went on to win that year. It's the fourth time that Rose has held an 18-hole lead or co-lead at the Masters. He did it in 2004, 2007, 2008, and now, of course, in 2021. It ties in with Jack Nicklaus for the most 18-hole leads or co-leads in Masters history. It is the sixth time leading or co-leading after any round at the Masters that is most all-time by a player who has not yet won the event. Best Masters finish after holding an 18-hole lead or co-lead, tied for fifth in 2007. He's making his first start since withdrawing after the second round of the Arnold Palmer Invitational last month due to a back injury. He did not play the Players' Championship 
due to, quote, personal medical reasons, end quote, from his team. He's making his 16th start at the Masters. He has five top 10 finishes, though, including two runner-up finishes. He finished tied for second in 2015, four strokes back of Jordan Spieth. He finished second in 2017. You might recall he lost to Sergio Garcia in a playoff, and it was at the first playoff hole. He finished tied for 23rd at the 2020 Masters in November, just a few months ago. He has 10 career PGA Tour wins, including one major, the 2013, of course, U.S. Open at Marion. His last PGA Tour win was in 2019 at the Farmers Insurance Open, and his best finish on the PGA Tour this season was tied for 17th at the Zozo Championship at Sherwood. He finished tied for 2nd at the Saudi International on the European Tour in February. All right, so four shots behind him. One of those. Let's start with Brian Harmon, who fired a three under par 69. In his round, he had four birdies and one bogey. He hit 11 of 14 fairways, 13 of 18 greens. He had 28 putts. He was even par in his first nine, three under on the second nine. His 69 matches his career best round at the Masters. Also, uh, it was the final round of 2018. He is a Georgian native. He was born in Savannah and he lives at St. Simon's Island. He played golf at Georgia. He entered the week number 50 in the world rankings. Only two Masters champions have ranked higher if he is to go on and win. Angel Cabrera was 69th in 2009 and Zach Johnson was 56th in 2007. Now, he's been playing very, very well. He was tied for third at the players, tied for fifth at the WGC match play in his most recent PGA Tour starts. Those high finishes got him into the top 50 that I was just referencing in the world rankings. That got him into the Masters. He entered the week ranked 22nd on tour in scoring average at 70.24 and 21st in strokes gained putting at plus 55.3. Let's see. He entered the week 10th on tour in three-putt avoidance, which is very critical at Augusta National. He's made 14 cuts and 15 starts on tour in 2021, including his last eight in a row, and he's playing his third Masters. He missed the cut in 2015. He tied for 44th in 2018. Let's move on to Hideki Matsuyama, also three under par 69 and tied for second. Matsuyama had one eagle, two birdies, and one bogey. In the first round, he hit 10 of 14 fairways, 13 of 18 greens. He had 29 putts. And if you follow Matsuyama, you know that sometimes that putter, which can be streaky, is the thing that holds him back. He made eagle on the par 5 eighth hole. He reached four under with a birdie on the 13th before he made bogey at 17. That saw him finish and settle on that mark of three under par. So the 69 was his eighth straight round of par or better at the Masters. He's making his 10th start at the event. He's got eight cuts to go along with the two top 10s, as I just mentioned about the cuts. He was fifth in 2015. He was tied for seventh in 2016. He was tied for 13th at the Masters in November. He opened with rounds of 68 and 68 in November as well. And he was one stroke off the lead, in fact, after 36 holes. But he finished with rounds of 72 and 72 on the weekend. The fall ended at tie for 13th. He has made the cut in his last six Masters. Okay, how about this story? Will Zalatoris, a two under par 70 for his first start at Augusta. It's an amazing story. He had an eagle, three birdies, but he also had three bogeys. He had nine of 14 fairways and 14 of 18 greens. He had 31 putts. Amazing that this is his Masters debut. A lot of people have been talking about Will for a long time. No players won the Masters as a tournament debut since Fuzzy did it in 1979. 
He was in the tournament. He was a tournament leader, in fact, after an eagle that he made at the 15th hole that brought him to three under par at that time. Then he made bogey at 16 to fall back. I made par in his final two holes, two under, as I mentioned, his, it, where he settled into. Qualified for the Masters by being the top 50 in the world ranking two weeks prior to the event. He's tied for sixth in his previous major at the 2020 U.S. Open at Wingfoot. He missed the cut in 2018 at the U.S. Open, his only other start in a major. He was tied for fifth at the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open October, his best event ever on the PGA Tour. He's made 13 cuts in 14 starts on the PGA Tour in 2021, has Will Zalatoris. He began the season with no status on tour at all, but several high finishes have gotten him special temporary membership for the rest of the season. He's made 11 straight cuts on the PGA Tour. He played the Corn Ferry Tour in 2020, and he had 10 top 10 finishes in 16 starts, including a win in Colorado. From there, we're going to talk about Patrick Reed, also on two under with a 70. But first, I want to remind everybody that touredge.com is where you can check out their new 721 line. Prettiest product I've ever seen Tour Edge make it. It's absolutely packed with technology, which includes the Ridgeback frame and the carbon wings, as they call it, because they used a lot of carbon to wrap around it to, so they could take discernible weight and move it where they wanted to. Beautiful. Check it out when you get an opportunity, touredge.com. Remember, everything is backed by a lifetime warranty. Okay, for Patrick Reed, a 200 par 70, he had four birdies and two bogeys. He had 12 of 14 fairways, 12 of 18 greens in regulation, which reflects the fact that he's pretty good at scrambling. And it also reflects the fact that he had 27 putts, that because he was popping up there and one putting. Uh, both bogeys that he made came in the final six holes. He, he birdied 13, which was kind of surprising to part five. And at 18, he closed the round birdie, birdie, bogey on holes 16, 17, and 18. He birdied the par three 16th hole so far in six consecutive rounds at the Masters, dating back to the final round in 2019. He has nine career PGA Tour wins, including one this season at the 2021 Farmers Insurance. He's making his eighth Masters start. Of course, he won the tournament in 2018. He finished tied for 10th in November. His only career major came at that 2018 Masters, where he shot a 15 under par 273 aggregate to beat Ricky Fowler by one stroke. All right, so that's top of the leaderboard again. I'll go through it with you. Justin Rose with a seven under par 65. Brian Harmon, Hideki Matsuyama are both at three under par. The group at two under par is larger, all tied for four. Zalatoris, a Simpson, Bezadenhout, and Reed. Those tied for eighth at one under par. Kokrak, Lowry, Hatton, uh, in Spieth, uh, we will be talking about Jordan in just a second. Uh, Kim also at one under par. And then from there, we go to ties for 13th. So we've got a lot to go through with you today because I want to continue down this pathway of giving you information that I think you're going to be fascinated by in terms of what the performance was yesterday by multiple players that we're going to run through in our leaderboards today. We're also going to take you to another little glimpse of paradise because we just thought it would be fun today to do the same. want to talk to you about the weather and what's going to happen over the next few days, because it definitely could have an impact, and maybe a little bit of rain will impact the golf course that's otherwise playing like they're trying to hit uh, as hard as this this desk. That's how hard it is playing out there at Augusta National. I know it's fun to watch it that way, but it sure is a challenge for the players. And then somehow what Justin Rose did, it doesn't seem to match up with the golf course that everybody else was playing. That's how good he was hitting the ball in hitting his putts. And it also shows the nth degree of the best players in the world because Justin really wasn't playing that well, nor was he playing that much with the back injury that he had. Now he's leading 
after this opening round at the Masters. It is incredible. PGA Tour Superstore, pjtoursuperstore.com is their website. But PGA Tour Superstore is the number one golf retailer in America, and there is a reason. Yes, it is about their beautiful and massive stores spread out through the United States, but it's about more than that. It's because when you go into their stores, you're going to be dealt with by experts. Whatever you're looking for, whether it's shoes, whether it's apparel, whether it's new equipment, maybe it is a driver in the new equipment or a new putter, whatever it is that you're looking for, if you want the counsel of experts, they are there to help you to make sure that you are fit perfectly for that which you are going to invest in. And it's such a critically important message. If you're going to go out and buy something, even if you want to go out and buy golf balls, Go to experts that know what they're talking about, not just a salesperson that wants to sell you a piece of exercise equipment or a pair of running shoes and then want to go and sell you a golf club. That's the difference between the big box sporting goods stores and one that is devoted to the game. PJTourSuperstore.com to check it all out today. When we come back, check out what lies in store, which includes notables on this leaderboard. What happened to Rory? What happened to DJ? What happened to Brooks? What happened to Phil? We'll explain it all after this. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products. So I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create to help me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers, but now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Hi, I'm Brian Hammonds. You country club members can now represent your club and compete in a Ryder Cup-style event. 
the inaugural Country Club National Championship presented by Fuzzy's Ultra Premium Vodka. It's October 12th through the 17th at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. The field is limited, so don't delay. For more information, go to ccncgolf.com. That's ccncgolf.com. I hope to see you and your team in Orlando. Streamsong is so special with three top 100 U.S. courses designed by four legendary architects. Tom Doak's Blue Course, Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw's Red Course, and Gil Hansen's Black Course. Secluded by thousands of acres, the greatest golf stories are lived, not told. Streamsongresort.com Spend your mind, laddie, and your hearts. As you know, as an ambassador for Tourism Ireland, I'm constantly talking about and promoting the virtues of Ireland, Ireland.com, and that includes Northern Ireland, which is one of the most stunning. I, just whole coastline is absolutely stunning. You, you, you cannot believe how beautiful it is. You would believe this, though. Remember the, you know, the show Game of Thrones? Did you watch Game of Thrones, Dom? Was that one of, the, one of the shows that you watched? I totally did. Game of Thrones was filmed in Northern Ireland. Can you believe that? So that wasn't CGI. That was real. This course, the course that you're showing right now, Castle Rock, the beach that's behind this course is where they shot a lot of their battle scenes and stuff. The, the dragons that they had in that show are real. They live in Northern Ireland. So the, 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 what you guys are looking at, again, and, and, and I hope that the majority of you are getting today's program watching it on the television side because you, you can see these ripple dunes that run through this land. And it is so stunning and so incredible and so beautiful. But we didn't just feature County Louth and Castle Rock today. We also wanted to feature just the coastline. And you see these soaring, soaring cliffs above the sea. And then you put that in contrast against these golf courses that are so gorgeous. We will get back. In fact, we're going in 2022. I'm bringing a huge group to the north and west of Ireland, which includes Northern Ireland, and then heading over by Ballyliffin and Carn and, and all those wonderful golf courses. Ireland.com so that you can start to plan ahead. And why not? All right. So let's continue down this pathway of what took place at Augusta and how difficult the golf course was playing. Dom, grab for me in, in the data that came in from the tour on the scoring average yesterday. And I'm, I'm particularly curious about scoring average front side and backside as well. So Justin Rose shooting, shooting a seven under par 65. Jordan Spieth, who is tied for eighth at one under par, which would be a great score if it was, you know, get a birdie here, get a bogey there, and you end up the final accounting, you're one under par. That's not the way it went. Jordan had one eagle, three birdies, one bogey, and one triple bogey. He hit 10 of 14 fairways, 15 of 18 greens. He had 30 putts. He sat at one under par through his first eight holes until he made a triple at the par four ninth. He went birdie, triple, birdie, and credit to him on those holes, eight, 
9, and 10. He did make an eagle at the par 515. That's what got him to one under par. It's his fifth time shooting under par in the opening round at the Masters, and he's never finished lower than third at the Masters after shooting under par in his first round. Think about that for a second. Coming off a win at the Valero Texas Open last week, which was his first win since the 2017 Open span of 83 starts up until then. The last player to win on tour the week before winning a major was Rory McIlroy in 2014 when he won the World Golf Championships FedEx St. Jude Invitational and then won the PGA Championship. That's the current name of the event. Making eighth Masters appearance, four top three finishes for Jordan. He won, of course, in 2015. And when he won in 2015 at the age of 21, he shot an 18 under par, 270 aggregate, uh, which tied Tiger Woods' 1997 record for the lowest score in tournament history. It was broken, of course, by Dustin Johnson in November 2020's Masters. He finished tied for second 2014, 2016, third in 2018. He has 12 career PGA Tour wins, including three majors, the 2015 Masters, the 2015 U.S. Open, the 2017 U.S. Open. Okay, let's talk about John Rahm for a second. Finishing at level par with a round of 72. He had comments afterwards talking about just how difficult the golf course was playing. He had two birdies and two bogeys. He had 11 of 14 fairways and 11 of 18 greens in regulation. He had 30 putts. Both birdies came on the par fives, number two, and on number 15, he made birdie. He made bogey, I should mention, at the par five eighth, and he closed around on the par four 18th to finish at even par. 12 straight rounds of par or better at Augusta National for John Rahm. He's making his fifth start. At the tournament, he's finished in the top 10 each of his last three years. He finished fourth in 2018, tied for ninth in 2019, tied for seventh in 2020. He has five career PGA Tour wins, including two in 2020, the Memorial and BMW Championship. Seven top 10 finishes in 11 starts on tour this season. It's amazing the way he's playing. Remember, he's a new dad. Little Keppa, his baby boy, was born healthy. In fact, his wife was out there with the baby. There's some really cute shots online. They had him in the little... Uh, outfit that they they make the little caddies outfit uh best finish on tour this season was a tie for second at the zozo championship in sherwood and his best career finish in a major was a tie for third at the 2019 u.s open all right continuing down the line you might as well might as well jump into some of these players and how they did uh how about justin thomas he finished at plus one with a 73, two birdies, three bogeys, seven of 14 fairways, 11 of 18 greens, only 27 putts. He played the front nine and three over par, but he played the back nine in two under par, kind of settling down. He had bogeys at two, which again, when you when you hear players having bogeys at par fives, particularly at Augusta National this event, it drives them insane. Five and seven, he had birdies at holes 10 and 16. He'd shot under par in each of his previous seven rounds at the Masters. He shot over par in his first round in five of his six Masters starts, however. He is making then his sixth Masters start this week. Only top 10 finish came in 2020 when he finished fourth, and he shot 12 under par, 276 at the Masters in November, eight shots behind Dustin Johnson. He's improved his finish in each of his first five Masters, though, showing progression. He has one career major win, the 2017 PGA Championship. He has 14 career PGA Tour victories, one win this season, of course, at the Players Championship. And he shot 14 under par at the 2021 Players, uh, winning by one stroke over Lee Westwood. Okay, so big questions still remain over some big names like Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy and Phil Mickelson in terms of what happened and how it happened. You know that Rory hit his dad with a golf ball yesterday? Did you hear that story too? Uh, plus, I want to go through what's going on with the weather 
at the Masters this year. And Dom, in fact, if you guys have the weather handy, I'd love to jump into that with you because I'm really curious what they're saying as of this morning in terms of the potential of rain maybe to soften up the golf course. But uh, more concerningly, I guess, in terms of time and safety is, is the potential of thunderstorms. Yeah, as you can see, if again, if you're watching on the TV side, you can see on the screen there the weather. Uh, they are expecting to have some isolated thunderstorms today, but the percentages, depending on where you look, is 30 to 40. Some oh, okay. have 50%, so there's no guarantees here. The wind is still an issue. It's going to be double-digit, 11 miles per hour south-southwest all day today. Um, and I don't, think, I don't think there'll be too much interruption in play if the storms come through. It shouldn't be a huge issue. I think the bigger issue is going to be tomorrow night after the third round. They're supposed after to have a, a pretty good round of thunderstorms, and the wind is going to be 15 miles per hour. And that could be where we start to run into a few issues in terms of the amount of rain. But Sunday, Matt, Sunday, final round of the Masters, 81 degrees, no rain, 11 miles per hour of wind. Okay, cool. So uh, I, I will tell you the wind round. was a factor yesterday. Uh, when you talk about Saturday's potential storms, are they giving you any estimated times of when they think it's going to start to roll in, if it rolls in? And what's the percentage in, there? In the, in the late afternoon, early evening. So it shouldn't inter- impact play too much. I'm just, I'm just trying, I'm it wondering might if they're going to move the tee times. Okay. And, and what's the oh, percentage Oh, that I don't chance? know. Right now, the percentage chance is 60 to 75%, depending uh. on where you're checking your, your data there. Okay, so that's something that we're going to be continuing to keep an eye on. We've got more to go through with you in terms of how top players got to where they are on the leaderboard, and we will wrap up by telling you how, when, and where you can catch the coverage of this Masters. More coming up in the Fairways of Life show worldwide after these words. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. 
It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear, and where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Friday. Absolute delight to have your company. All right, let's start with let's start with Brooks. Two over par 74. And, and the thing that's, I think it's interesting because there were so many questions coming in about Brooks Kepka, And some interesting quotes from Brooks afterwards too, where they were asking, you know, various media catching up on him and going, Brooks, what was the pain like? What was it like playing through this pain? And Brooks was like, I've been playing through pain since I was six years old paraphrasing, but that's what he said. So he ended up finishing two over par with a 74. Dom, did you, by the way, get the, the scoring averages? I'm curious uh, how, how, what the actual scoring averages were front and back. I was, yes. Bad. The scoring averages were bad. It played very hard. The front nine was slightly easier than the back nine. The front nine played 37.159 was the scoring average on the front nine. On the back nine yesterday for round one at the Masters, 37.364 was the scoring average for a wow. cumulative total average scoring average for the field yesterday. 75, excuse me, 74.523 was the scoring average. And the number of bogey-free rounds yesterday for the entire field, zero. I'm going to guess zero. Yeah, that's, that's not, not surprising there. A big fat right. zero. The toughest hole, by the way, just... You know, just for giggles. The toughest hole yesterday was the par 4 11th. Four and a half it played. And the easiest hole was the par 5 second. No surprise there. And that played just slightly under par. I would have thought that the fifth hole would have played as the most difficult. So I do, I do find that information uh, very interesting. Okay, let's find out what information you guys find interesting about Brooks Koepka. As I mentioned, a two over par 74 is where he finished. Three birdies and five bogeys. Nine of 14 fairways. Ten of 18 greens or regulations. He had 30 putts. Began the day with six straight pars. Then he made five bogeys in his next eight holes. He was even par on the first nine. He was two over on the second nine. His 74 ended his streak of 10 straight subpar rounds at the Masters. He shot 70 or less in the opening round of his last seven majors entering this week. This is the first over par score in the first three rounds of a major since the third round of the 2018 Open when he had a 75. He's never missed the cut in the Masters with two top 10s, including a tie for 7th in 2020 and a tie for 2nd in 2019. Entering the week, he's made the cut in 24 consecutive major championships. He had right knee surgery on the 16th of March to repair his kneecap, which was dislocated in ligament damage. He actually popped the kneecap back himself. He's making, Dom is, is cringing in my headset. He's like, Ugh! he's making his first appearance since uh, the surgery, obviously. He was tied for 2nd at the WGC workday at the concession in February in his last start. 
He won the Waste Management Phoenix Open in February for his eighth win on the PGA Tour. Okay, how about the defending champion? World number one, Dustin Johnson. What did he do? The exact same thing. Plus two, 74, although his path was a little bit different. He had three birdies. He had three bogeys. He had one double bogey. He hit eight of 14 fairways, 10 of 18 greens. He had 32 putts. He made double bogey on his final hole, the 18th. was his first double bogey at the Masters since 2018. And when he did that, that was in the third round at that difficult 11th hole. Thursday, 74 ended his streak of 11 straight subpar rounds at the Masters. He was 40 under par in his previous 11 rounds at the event. The 74 was his worst round in the Masters since shooting 77-74 in his first two rounds in 2014, which he missed the cut then. He's averaging 74.66 in the first round of his last three stroke play starts on the PGA Tour, which is concerning, obviously. He shot 77 in the first round of the WGC Workday and 73 in the first round of the players. He entered the week ranked tied for 131st on tour in first round scoring at 71.29, second in round two at 68.14. That is a good sign, so it shows that he gets settled in. He entered the week ranked tied for 141st on tour in three-putt avoidance. He had two three-putts yesterday. He has five straight top tens of the Masters that he's played. He won it in 2020, of course, in November. He tied for second in 2019, tied for 10th in 2018, tied for fourth in 2016, tied for sixth in 2015. He did not play in the event in 2017. He made nine cuts in his previous 10 Masters starts. He enters the week. Uh, He's finished first or second in four of his last seven Masters. That's pretty impressive. He's finished in the top 10 in three straight majors, all three in 2020. And entering 2021, his career scoring average at the Masters is 71.03, the third lowest of any player with 25 or more rounds in tournament history. Only Jordan Spieth at 70.46 and Tiger Woods at 70.87 are lower. He has 24 wins on the PGA Tour. That's tied with Gary Player for tied for 26th all-time. 2020, he was the first world number one to win the Masters since another world number one did it in 2002 in the form of Tiger Woods. In 2020, he was the first world number one to win a major since Rory McIlroy did it in 2014 at the PGA. All right, so from there, let's talk about Phil Mickelson. Plus 375, and it's funny, I wonder if our standard for Phil Mickelson is starting to change because as difficult as the golf course is playing, Dom just told us his scoring average yesterday was 74.523, and Phil Mickelson was plus three. So he wasn't even half a stroke higher than the average score, uh, and, and I don't know why I, I look at that and go, gee, that doesn't seem so bad, but we're talking about Phil Mickelson. He had three birdies. Uh, he had six bogeys, eight of 14 fairways for Phil, 11 of 18 greens. He had 31 putts. He sat one under through his first six holes. Then he bogeyed six of his next 11 holes. And from numbers seven to 17, he had bogeys on seven, eight, 11, 12, 15, and on 17. He closed around with a birdie, though, at the par four 18th end of the day, as mentioned, at three over par. 75 is his worst opening round at the Masters since 2014. That year, he shot a 76 and missed the cut. He missed the cut in his last PGA Tour start, which was the Valero Texas Open last week. 44 career PGA Tour wins. His last win was in 2019 at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Five-time major champion, though, including three at the Masters. His first in uh, 2004, 2006, and then in 2010. He's making his 29th 
Masters start. Think about that for a second. He's made 25 cuts with 15 top 10 finishes in addition to those victories. He's only missed a cut in the Masters in 1997, ironically, 2014, and in 2016. His best finish on the PGA Tour this season was a tie for 25th at the Honda Classic. Then, the story of Rory McIlroy. I, I assume you guys heard. He hit his dad. And afterwards, they're like, uh, you know, the guy you hit in the leg was your father? And he was like, yeah, I was aiming at him. Only the ball didn't curve. It went dead straight and it hit him. I don't know whether you celebrate that or not, that you hit what you're aiming at, but you expected it to move. It didn't. A four over par 76 for Rory McIlroy. Jerry's okay, by the way. He was all right. In fact, after, he, after it hit him, I don't know if you saw the video. He kind of looked back. He looked annoyed. Four over par 76, two birdies and six bogeys. He had 9 of 14 fairways and 10 of 18 greens and regulations. He had 33 putts. He made six bogeys in a nine-hole span uh, through holes 5 to 13. He made three straight bogeys on numbers 5, 6, and 7. He also did the same thing on holes 9, 11, and 13. The 76 is his worst ever opening round at the Masters and his worst round at Augusta National since shooting a 77 in 2016's third round. It's his third straight Masters with an opening round over par. He had 75 uh, in the opening round in November. He had a 73 in the opening round of 2019. He opened the 2020 Masters with a three over 75 and then had three straight rounds in the 60s to finish tie for fifth on the mark of 11 under par. He shot three over or worse in each of his last four stroke play rounds on tour. He only missed a cut at the Masters uh, in 2010. That was his second appearance. He's making his 13th Masters start. He has six top 10 finishes at the Masters. His best Masters finish was a solo fourth in 2015. He finished tied for 15th, tied for fifth, I should say, in 2018. And of course, uh, as I mentioned, in 2020, 18 career PGA Tour wins for Rory. His last one was at the 2019 World Golf Championships HSBC Champions. He has four career major wins. He's won every major except the Masters. He's won the PGA Championship twice. His last major win was at the 2014 PGA Championship, and he's looking to become the sixth golfer to complete the career Grand Slam all-time. They are Gene Sarazen, Ben Hogan, Gary Player, Jack Nicklaus, and, of course, Tiger Woods. What of Bryson DeChambeau? He was going to come in and bring Augusta to its knees by overpowering it off the tee. He finished four over par with a round of 76 birdie, three bogeys, one double bogey, seven of 14 fairways, nine of 18 greens. He had 29 putts. He played the front nine and four over. He played the back nine at level par. His only birdie of the round, only birdie of the round, came at the par 5 15th. He made double bogey in the par 3 fourth, then filed it up with a bogey at the difficult par 4 fifth. He also made bogeys at the eighth, which again, for someone that is as prodigious as he is off the tee to bogey the hole that was an eighth hole, the, the par five eighth hole, which was giving up a lot of birdies and some eagles had to be painful. He also birdied the par three or par bogeyed the par three 12th. Entering the week, he was leading the PGA Tour in scoring average to 69.4 and driving distance at 320.8. This is his fifth Masters start. His best finish was a tie for 21st in 2016. When he was the low amateur, he finished tied for 34th in November. He has two wins in the PGA Tour so far this season. Remember, the season's a wraparound season. 
2020 U.S. Open to 2021 Arnold Palmer Invitational, the only player with multiple tour wins so far this season. The last player to win multiple majors in the same season was Brooks Kepka in 2018 when he won the U.S. Open, of course, in the PGA Championship. The last player to win the U.S. Open and the Masters in the same season was Jordan Spieth in 2015, and he shot a six-under par uh, at the 2020 U.S. Open for his first major win, and he was the only player to shoot under par. The runner-up, Matthew Wolf, finished at even par at that one. All right, we were just running through this leaderboard for you so you knew where everybody stood atop it. Justin Rose sits at seven under par after a 65. All right, Dom, let's jump into the how, when, and where people can catch the Masters coming up today. So television coverage you can see on the screen there starts at 3 o'clock this afternoon, Eastern time. That you can catch on ESPN. Obviously, as always, the Masters over the weekend can be seen on CBS starting at 3 o'clock on Saturday, 2 o'clock on Sunday. The digital coverage, the online coverage, is everywhere. It's on ESPN+. Plus. It's on Masters.com. It's on the Masters app. It's on the CBS Sports app. And that starts at 9.15 a.m. Eastern time. That's on yeah, ESPN+. Plus. It's on Masters.com. That's the feature groups. Uh, Masters Live at the Range, whatever you want to call it, is actually on right now if you want to see Amanda and everybody on the range uh, talking away there. Uh, and then over the weekend, coverage starts at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. Again, kicking off with feature groups. Remember, they have featured hole coverage, and they have two, two separate featured holes coverage. Four, five, and six covered, and they also have 15 and 16 covered. And then, you, of course, you have Amen Corner Live. So you can really see every little section of this golf course at any given time. And they have that new feature, Matt. I don't know if you've gone and messed around with it, where you don't see every shot every player hits live, but you see it almost live. So if you, if you go to a player, let's say you want to see what happened yesterday for Justin Rose's round, you can click on his name on the leaderboard on Masters.com. And then you can literally sequentially watch a 10-second video of each of his shots from all 18 holes in chronological order. And you oh, can ha- cool. that happens kind of live as it happens. So after he finishes the second hole, five seconds later, you can go online and see how he played the second hole and watch each shot. So there's so much stuff available, digitally and otherwise. You can basically consume this Masters any way you want. One of the things that was really cool, I, I called Dom all excited about this yesterday because I went to the gym yesterday, and, and after I got on the elliptical, I'm watching it like Dom's describing on my phone. And I needed to check emails or something. And so I swiped up to get out of the app, and the app reduced itself. I don't know if you tried this, Dom, afterwards. It reduced itself into this little screen. It was about, I'd say, an inch and a half long by about three quarters of an inch high. And it went up to the upper right-hand corner of my screen. I was like, this is the most ingenious thing I've ever seen. So I was able to check all my messages. I was, I was able to check test messages. I, I checked email messages. I was even able to check like uh, the leaderboard and, and news items and all the things that we want to do to keep up to speed what's going on. And that little TV screen never went away the entire time. It was there and it was awesome. And I continue to hear the audio as well, so I knew exactly what was going on. Hope you guys are enjoying this very special week in the world of golf. We are uh, looking forward to settling in and watching the coverage, just like you guys hopefully will be in the hours that lie in store. We'll be back with you again in Monday if we're spared to go through everything that took place at Augusta National and bring everybody up to speed with the kind of information that we were sharing with you today, which I hope that you enjoy just to get a real hard look at how the rounds 
that were posted actually happened. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Goodbye for now.